Hey, holla at your boy. Eric Holla has signed a three-year extension with the Devils organization. And also, let's revisit Connor Hellebuck and the possibility of him being dealt to the Devils roster. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. And also, just a full disclaimer, my throat is kind of weak. So if I if my voice cracks or if my voice is starting to fade towards the end of it, I apologize in advance. But still, the show must go on. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play by play announcer, Devils Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part time credential MIA member Trey Matthews. Last week, Tom Fitzgerald was able to re sign Jesper Bratt to a lengthy extension, and yesterday he was able to re sign Eric Halla to an extension, and Halla played a huge factor as to why the Devils were able to reach the playoffs and also surpassed New York Rangers in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So in the first segment, we're going to break down his contract and I'm going to share you guys my opinions of the matter and also discuss as to why he is so essential on the roster if the Devils are serious about competing for a Stanley Cup. And then in the second segment, I'm going to revisit a topic that I discussed last week, which was the possibility of Connor Hellebuck being traded to the Devils because there are reports circulating saying that One of his top priorities is, in fact, the Devils organization. And then in the third and final segment, I'll talk more about the goalie situation for the Devils. It's not in the way that you're thinking. And also talk about some preseason because the preseason schedule was released. So I'm going to show you guys the schedule so that way you can circle your calendars and dust off the Devils gear so that way you can get back to the rock and be rowdy once more. So let's start with the Hala extension. Now, before we begin, I do have some bad news to share with you guys. So Hala did, in fact, have a media availability shortly after the contract extension was made official. However, due to scheduling conflicts, I was unable to attend it. So I don't have any sound bites to share with you guys. But courtesy of the Devil's PR team, I still have some interesting facts that I want to discuss on today's episode. So to begin... The Devils re-signed Hala to a three-year contract worth $9.45 million with an annual average salary of $3.15 million. So Tom Fitzgerald talked about the extension and how essential Hala was on the roster. He was quoted to say, when I traded for Eric, we talked about how he was the type of player that we needed to help us continue to move the group forward. He played key minutes in all situations throughout the season, power play, penalty kill, taking face-offs, and provided leadership for our team. At the end of the season, he told me how much he wanted to be a part of what we were building here in New Jersey, and I'm glad we could quickly get a deal done that gives him a place to lay down roots with his family. In terms of his rankings, he had two shorthanded goals, which ranked second on the team behind Nico Heischer's three during the course of the season. Hala's 54.2% face-off percentage ranked second on the team behind Michael McLeod, while his 573 total face-off win marked a career high for a single season because if you guys recall when he was paired alongside Jack Hughes that was pretty much a part of the plan which was Hollow would take the face-offs 
So that way Jack Hughes didn't have to. Now, going back to Fitzgerald's quote, I want to also bring up something that Fitzgerald discussed in his exit interview, which was if he had to do the trade over, which involved trading Pavel Zaka to the Bruins in exchange for Eric Kala, he said he would do that trade again in a heartbeat. And also Jack Hughes said during his exit interview that he was a big Eric Kala fan. Now, I know Jack Hughes has only been in the league for a few years now, but he still has enough power to entice a front office decision, which was he said he wanted Hala back on the roster. So in that case, what Hughes says goes because Hughes is well aware of the fact that because of Hala, because of Hala's leadership on his line, he knows that he was able to basically showcase what he was capable of doing because Hala takes off some of the burden on Jack Hughes' shoulders because Jack Hughes can go off and focus on himself, whereas Hala can do the defense, he can do the dirty work, he can sort of protect Jack Hughes, and that's why, once again, he did a good amount of the face-offs. Now, here's my thoughts on Eric Hala. Now, I talked a lot about what he brought to this team during one of my episodes in which I broke down his exit interview and provided sound bites there. My thing for Hala is that you need someone like him if you are serious about competing for a Stanley Cup. Because let's look at the facts. Hala has played with seven different teams throughout his 10 years in the NHL. So he has played with the Minnesota Wild. He's played with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's played with the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, Boston Bruins, and obviously the Devils. Now, a lot of people can sit here and judge and say that Hala's a journeyman. No one wants him. He's a cancer on the roster. Let's look at this from a different perspective because when looking back at Hala's career, he's only missed the playoffs once in his 10-year career. And do you want to know the one time in which he did miss the playoffs? That was the 2018-2019 season when he was on the Vegas Golden Knights, and he only played in 15 regular season games. Why is that the case? Well, he got injured, but that year, the Vegas Golden Knights still went on to compete in the Stanley Cup playoffs that season. So technically, Eric Halla, throughout his entire career, he's played on playoff caliber rosters. And I don't want to speak for Halla or anything in that regard, but during one of his uh, exit interview sound bites, he said that he was a little hesitant. He was apprehensive about being traded to the Devils organization because in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking this, like the Devils are a young team. They struggled mightily last year. And like I just said moments ago, Hala is so accustomed to playing on playoff caliber teams. So he's probably thinking that I don't want to be a part of this rebuild or whatever the case might be. And he probably had that mindset that I talked about in yesterday's episode in which players coming to New Jersey, they're probably thinking like, okay, if I dominate here, maybe I could get dealt away at the trade deadline. Because here's the thing. Hala is essential for any playoff caliber team because I just said what he's able to do. He's sort of like a Swiss Army knife because he's a capable goal scorer. He's able to do face-offs. He can do defense. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And he's a very unselfish player, which is why people like Jack Hughes and also head coach Lindy Ruff have high praise for him. So I like the contract for Eric Holla because it's not too long, but at the same time, it's not too short. I think it fits the window perfectly for what the Devils are trying to do, which is the Devils, I think, come next season, they are very serious about trying to compete for a Stanley Cup. And if having Hala here for at least three more seasons can definitely greaten their chances of doing so.
because a lot of people, like I said, will call Eric Hala a journeyman. They'll say no one wants him, yada, yada, yada. But remember what Chrissy Flannery said on this show just uh, during the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs? She said that the reason why Hala is dealt away is because teams want a player of his stature. They want someone like him on the roster because he's capable of doing a lot of things. He's on special teams. He's doing a lot of things efficiently to help his program win. Because once again, if you look back at all the teams he's played for, he has appeared in the playoffs every time the season has come to an end. He was dealt away from the Carolina Hurricanes to the Florida Panthers, and the Panthers did end up making the playoffs that year. So putting that into consideration, and the one time he missed the playoffs, he was injured. So that's my thing for Eric Holla, which is he has really adapted well to the Devils organization. He is the epitome of what the Devils are trying to build for, and one of the reasons why the Devils were able to be so successful and become that playoff caliber team that I'm sure he wanted to get back and be a part of was because of his capabilities. I'm not saying he was 90% responsible, but he definitely played a big role and he was a huge asset once again to have on the roster. So that's my thing for Eric Holla, which is, yes, he's a bit of a journeyman. He does have a history and a lot of people are entitled to their own opinions, including those in Carolina. However, what I do know about Eric Kala now is that he is with the Devils organization for three more seasons. And it's something I predicted, which was I said anywhere from two to three years, I think that will be a good deal. And Fitzgerald was able to strike gold. So they have a crucial depth piece added back onto their roster. And that's just one more uh, check to cross off for Tom Fitzgerald for the rest of this offseason. So Eric Kala is back on this roster. He's back with his family. He says he's never been a part of a team like this. He said the guys in the locker room are like his family. So Hala has found a home here in New Jersey, and I am very happy that he is on the roster. And I think a lot of you should also be happy. So my thing is, I think Eric Hala can definitely take his game a little higher come next year because first half of the year, he was just very, very unlucky. And I know a lot of people are going to say, I'm sure a lot of players would claim that they're unlucky, but he created good looks for himself, but unfortunately, he just couldn't find the back of the net, and that happens. He was stake-bitten, but towards the middle of the season, and, and especially towards the end of the season, Hala was able to fully display his capabilities. So, final verdict, contract is perfect in length, fits the perfect window. Eric Hala is essential as to why the Devils were able to have a successful season. And not only that, Eric Hala has a track history of competing hard in the playoffs, and this past year's playoff, no exception. He was one of the reasons why the Devils were able to make it out of the first round against the New York Rangers. So welcome back, Eric Hala. You're back with your family. And I think I speak for a lot of the Devils discourse, which is we are very glad that you are with us for the next three seasons at least. Okay, so let's switch over from one player that's officially on the Devils roster once again to someone who might be on the Devils roster within the next few weeks or whatever the case might be because there have been reports circulating saying that Connor Hellebuck wants out of the Winnipeg Jets. We discussed it in an episode last week. And there's also a report going around saying that one of the teams that he would like to be traded to is the New Jersey Devils. Now, I talked about in yesterday's episode when I was breaking down Travis Green and him joining the coaching staff, which was Green said he wanted to join the Devils because – they are here to win. They have a bright future. 
and their window is just opening. It's one of the reasons why he decided not to go to the Calgary Flames organization or the Toronto Maple Leafs, despite uh, them having, I guess, a richer history in terms of hockey compared to the Devils. And I, I said, that sort of speaks volume for what's to come for a Devils organization. And I think the Devils discourse should be very excited about it. And I said it can transfer over to players who maybe want out of their current situation or probably free agents, whatever the case might be. They want to come and play for New Jersey. And it looks like Connor Hellebuck is one of those examples. Now, I'm flattered that he wants to come to New Jersey. But let's before I give my opinion, let's look at the report. So the score recently released an article and they talked about the situation. They said the New Jersey Devils had a conversation with the Winnipeg Jets about goaltender Connor Hellebuck. TSN's Pierre Lebrun reported on Tuesday's edition of Insider Trading. And they also talked about Hellebuck's stature, what he was able to do with the Winnipeg Jets just this past season. And they also added saying that Hellebuck said in April that he's feeling like he's running out of time to win a Stanley Cup after the Jets' 2022-2023 season ended. He reportedly informed the team recently that he isn't interested in re-upping in Winnipeg. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, does this change my opinion on Connor Hellebuck and the possibility of him joining the Devils roster? Like, has my thought process changed? Well, to put it simply, 100% absolutely no. And here's why. I'm not denying that Connor Hellebuck is a great player. He's a fantastic goalie. He's one of the best goalies in this generation. He won the Vesna Trophy not too long ago. He's a multi-time all-star. And I can go on and on about his accolades, his stats, what he's been able to do. Obviously, he is capable in playing a lot of games. That's been an issue for a Devils organization for the past few years, which was finding a consistent goalie that doesn't get hurt and can suit up in a lot of games. So that way, they sort of have that backbone of trust. But here's the thing. Trading for Connor Hellebuck, in terms of money-wise and trading away assets, it doesn't make any sense for the Devils. And that's what I want to highlight, which is who do we trade and does it make sense financially to do so? So let's talk about what assets would the Devils give up? Because let's turn back the clocks to, I don't know, like 10 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years ago already, but let's go back to the 2013 offseason. What did the Devils do? They traded away the ninth overall pick to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Corey Schneider. And that pick became Bo Horvat, who ended up becoming a captain for the Canucks organization years later. And what happened with Corey Schneider? He got off to a very good start. I'll give credit to him in that regard. But what happened towards the end of his tenure with the Devils organization? Very, very, if I put it nicely, uneventful, like terrible. It was so bad to the point where the Devils just ended up cutting him. They didn't even try to trade him away. They were just like, you're done. We, we, we can't take this anymore. He got off to a great start. He was supposed to be Martin Brodeur's replacement. And what happened? He completely crashed and burned. If the Devils were to make that hypothetical trade, it just tells me that they have not learned their lesson from the Corey Schneider fiasco because it doesn't make sense to trade some valuable assets for a goalie. It just doesn't work logistically. It's not a good investment. And when looking at like who the Devils would give up, I know the Winnipeg Jets are going to be demanding for a hefty price. So would the Devils trade away some prospects for Connor Hellebuck? That doesn't make any sense because if they were to trade someone like Alexander Holtz, let's just 
use him for example how many more years of service can hellebuck give the devils the net how many maybe like uh like two to three years or something like that if i'm being conservative about it i don't know what his mileage is i don't know how much longer he personally wants to go but i guarantee you it the the devils will lose that trade because alexander holtz has his entire career ahead of him and maybe he can provide 10 to 15 years of good service for the devils i don't know i'm i'm just putting something out there which is alexander holtz and other prospects they have their future ahead of them whereas hellebuck will only provide two to three years of good service for the devils so yeah, just just from that sort of standpoint, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you trade a prospect for a goalie? I don't think that's going to work in that case. Maybe they could trade away a roster player. I've been hearing reports saying that teams have been knocking on the door of Fitzgerald for the services of Ryan Grace, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent. Maybe Mackenzie Blackwood, who is an RFA. Yegor Sharangovich, RFA. I don't really know, but I don't think the Winnipeg Jets would be stupid enough to trade away a once-in-a-generation type talent of Connor Hellebuck for pending free agents. I don't think that's going to happen unless Fitzgerald is able to pull a rabbit out of his hat and pull off the third, fourth, or fifth sign-in trade in NHL history. But I don't think that's going to happen. That's a far shot, and I I don't know what the cap situation is like for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And then when looking at the money situation, speaking of which, how much money do you think Hellebuck is going to demand? He's going to demand for a lot. And Timo Meyer still has not signed his extension. And I think Timo Meyer has more value compared to Connor Hellebuck. So logistically, it makes no sense for the Devils to trade for Connor Hellebuck. Now, if they were in a must-win situation, like if if time was running out for, for some of their players, like let's say Hughes, Heischer, and Brat were on the back burner of their careers, They have like one or two years remaining on their contracts. They might not resign. Maybe one, two, or all three of them are are set to just leave the organization. And the Devils are still somewhat competitive, but they just need that one player to get them over the hump. Then by all means, trade for Hellebuck because you need to win now. But my thing is like Hellebuck will become a UFA after this season. So does it make sense for the Devils to trade for a player that might be a rental just because the Devils might not be able to re-sign him to that much money that he's going to demand because he's going to demand a hefty price. So have my thoughts changed? No, but I am flattered that Hellebuck is now setting an example for what's to come because now players actually want to come to the Devils and win because last offseason, people were saying no one wants to go to the Devils. They're in New Jersey. They suck. They're never going to hit the ground running. People need to stay away from New Jersey. Now people want to come to New Jersey because they see the young core. They see that the window is just opening. And someone like Hellebuck, he's like, you know what? They struggled in terms of goaltending during the course of the playoffs. So maybe I can help in that regard. And I can possibly win my first Stanley Cup. Easy ride. Well, Hellebuck, I hate to break it to you. But I don't see Tom Fitzgerald pulling the trigger on this type of move. It just does not make sense. So I'm not trying to condescend Hellebuck in terms of his play skill. Because like I said, he's one hell of a player. And if, if it was any different, like if, if he was a, on a cheaper contract or if, if he wasn't set to become a UFA after this upcoming season, and if, if there was just another like circumstance in which maybe he'll take a huge, huge 
huge pay cut and just wants to win at this point, then maybe you could do it. But at the same time, it's just too big of a risk because like I said, going back just 10 years ago, when the Devils traded away their pick for Corey Schneider, Bo Horvat became a captain for the Canucks and he was traded away to the Islanders just a few months ago. And at least the Canucks were able to get something out of it. Whereas for the Devils, they got a few years uh, of good service from Schneider. He then got hurt. He was wildly inconsistent. He was an absolute train wreck. At that point, the Devils were like, we're done with you. We're cutting you. So that's my thing, which is Hellebuck is a fantastic player. And I would love to have him on the roster in maybe some sort of different circumstance, but it's just too big of a risk. The Devils are not in a win now circumstance. And I think just getting Hellebuck just doesn't make sense logistically for them. Now we're going to talk about the goaltending situation for Devils momentarily, but before we continue, I want to tell you guys about game time. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat right before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime guaranteed. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Oh, dear. My voice is about to give. But let me tell you guys about Bird Dog. So, Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts and are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so that way you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter the promo code LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs. When you get them, we promise you. Okay, so to wrap up today's episode, and I am praying to God that my voice does not give out on me because as you guys, I don't know if you guys could tell throughout the course of the episode, my voice is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. I really need to uh, drink some water or, or, or something. But let's talk about the Devils' goaltending situation. Now, the Devils are in a peculiar situation when it comes to their goaltending because, on the one hand, you got Vitek Vanacek, and he is definitely going to be on the roster next year. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. But on the other hand, what do you do behind him? Because you got Akira Schmidt, who's on the final year of his entry level contract. And then who else? Because Nico Dawes got hurt and he had hip surgery and he's going to be out for an extended period of time. So that's a big question mark that I'm sure the Devils don't want to fiddle around with. And now it's just like, what do you do with Akira? Is he ready to become the backup goalie for Devils? Who's going to be the third string goalie? And that's the thing. How can you convince a goalie to come to New Jersey and basically be the backup or the third string goalie. Because if you're the third string goalie, it's just basically a nice way of saying you're going to be scratched because you can only dress two goalies per game. So that's my thing, and that's the predicament that the Devils are sort of in, which is you got Vitek Vanacek, but what are you going to do with Akira? Because Tom Fitzgerald recently said that he's perfectly content 
with bring back Mackenzie Blackwood and running the duo of Banchek and Blackwood because the thing about Schmidt is that he could be sent back down to Utica with no issue. So maybe that's what Fitzgerald is trying to do. He's trying to delay the process a little bit because you need another goalie on your roster in some way, shape, or form. And maybe sending Akira back down to Utica and then signing someone else, maybe Mackenzie Blackwood or another goalie who's on the market to back up Vanacek for the time being. I think this is what Fitzgerald is just trying to do. He's just trying to go with what already worked this past year. But the thing about Mackenzie Blackwood is that it's the same cycle with him, which is it's wash, rinse, repeat, which is you have high expectations for him going into the season. Then he gets hurt somewhere along the way. He comes back. He's never 100%, and he just takes a couple steps backwards. It's just the same story with him. So I think it's time to move on for Mackenzie Blackwood in my eyes, but it definitely raises an important question, which is who's going to fill in that third-string goalie or who's going to become the backup because is Akira – I think Akira, in my eyes, is ready to become the backup. I have no problem with keeping him on the Devils roster and just having him either be the backup to Vancek or maybe, just maybe, this might be a bold uh, prediction, but maybe Akira is ready to become the starting goalie for the Devils because he he really stepped up his game during the Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round, and he was able to shut out the Rangers not once but twice. So that's my thing, which is the Devils, they do need another goalie, but it's just like, how do you convince someone to basically say, yeah, you'll be third string goalie or you'll be backup, wherever the case might be, because it, it's just a weird circumstance for right now. Because on the one hand, you got Vitek Vancek. On the other hand, you got Akira. And it's just like he has one year remaining on his entry-level contract. So you send him down to Utica and maybe just get someone else. Because a lot of people were like, well, why not just send down Mackenzie Blackwood? Well, one, he would have to clear through waivers. And two, according to Ben Burnell, he said that Blackwood was not made eligible at the deadline to be sent down to Utica. So if he did clear waivers and reach Utica, he wouldn't be allowed to play in any games unless it's a rehab assignment. Because Blackwood did play in Utica last season, but it was because of rehab purposes. So my thing for Fitzgerald, which is simply this, I think it's time to bring the duo of Vanacek and Schmid come opening night. I think Schmid has proven that he is a capable goalie, and I think he is developing in the right way. I think he's jumped a few steps ahead of the process but then again the devils jumped a few steps ahead in the overall process of going from a lottery team to now being a stanley cup team because it it took them a while but they're finally there and i think a lot of people thought the process would be a little bit slower but it was heading in a positive direction so that's my thing for tom fitzgerald which is don't overthink it i think it's time for vancheck and schmidt to to have the carpet rolled out for them come opening night and yeah, but I get the dilemma, which is it be it would be nice to have another goalie, but maybe you could draft one and that kind of fixes the issue a little bit, uh, question mark, because I, I haven't really talked about the draft, surprisingly, because the Devils don't have a first-round uh, pick, so it's not as exciting as it was in recent years. But, yeah, that's my thing, which is I'm perfectly content with, uh, with Vanacek and Akira, and for McKenzie, I think it's best to move on. Okay. So to close out today's episode, let me tell you guys about preseason. The Devils will play the Rangers, Islanders, and Flyers twice each, and the Montreal Canadiens once to start the preseason. And according to the press release, the Devils will take on the Montreal Canadiens first, 
And then Monday, September 25th, they'll take on the Philadelphia Flyers at the Prudential Center. And then they'll have two more games at the Prudential Center, October 2nd against the New York Islanders and October 4th against the New York Rangers. So there you go, guys. Circle your calendars. And if you want to travel with the Devils during the course of the uh, preseason, well, here's some dates. September 28th, Rangers at Madison Square Garden. September 30th, Philadelphia Flyers at Wells Fargo Center. October 6th, New York Islanders at UBS Arena. So if once again, if you want to travel to New York or Philadelphia, whatever the case might be, there are those key preseason dates for you. Have them circled, and the Devils will be back in no time. So let me know what you guys think. What do you think about the Eric Holla extension? And what do you think about Connor Hellebuck possibly being dealt to the Devils organization? Curious your guys' thoughts, so leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.